Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, listener, and welcome to this week's edition of the Through the Noise podcast. Today, we are releasing our global monthly outlook titled, Are We There Yet?, where we discuss whether the risk as sell-off in risk assets is approaching an end. To help explore this topic, I have with me Daniel Lamb, who runs our equity strategy division of the CIO office. Amongst other things, we will discuss whether the markets are forming a bottom here, any risks that we should keep an eye on, whether there's opportunities in bond and volatility markets, and also what's the outlook for China, given the recent sharp sell-off. So hi, Daniel, and thanks for joining us today. So I guess the tough start of the year has continued in April with both bond markets and equity markets experiencing further losses. Uh, Gold, which had obviously been the one standout performer in Q1, also fell a little bit. Asian markets are also under pressure. Um, China equities significantly underperforming global equities. And meanwhile, the dollar has obviously continued to strengthen over this last month. So it's been a really challenging environment for investment. So I guess the starting point is, do we think that equity markets are likely to rebound anytime soon? And what are the key drivers to look out for? Thanks, Steve. That's a very fair question. So basically, Like you said, the equities market has been under pressure because of a fairly aggressive Fed rate hiking cycle being expected. So the question now is, is that how much of that has been priced in? So if you look at um, the next Fed meeting, which is going to be in early May, we are very likely to see a 50 bips rate hike and the start of quantitative tightening, which is QT, i.e. the Fed starting to reduce bond holdings. So... But if we look deeper into this, um, we actually expect that um, we are getting closer to a point where the Fed may limit how much higher it guides policy expectations. Because the market, as we see it, is already expecting policy rates to reach the Fed's estimated neutral level by year end. And if we look at the indicators in our recession checklist, the majority of them are still remaining at healthy levels. So basically, we think that if the markets start to, I guess, uh, recede on these kind of um, aggressive expectations, i.e. the Fed seems to be hiking enough to slow down the economy, then maybe you know, the market will start to expect you know, the Fed to be I guess, backing off somewhat from their aggressive stance. And we believe that, you know, that we could see in the second half of the year. And therefore, we remain constructive on equities on a 12-month horizon. Okay, thanks. So, so maybe just before we move on, any risks that we should keep, keep a particular eye on in, in the next month or two? Yes, right now we're looking at the China COVID-19 policies um, because the Omicron uh, I guess Omicron crisis is still spreading in China and that's affecting the supply chain and leading to concerns about how that would be impacting inflation further. And also the wide-ranging European embargoes and Russian oil and gas, uh, these are risks to the inflation, the supply side. Okay, so let, let's move on to bond markets. Naturally, um, lower bond prices mean higher bond yields. That's the good thing that comes out of a bond market sell-off. So for an investor looking to add um, bond investments, uh, is this an interesting opportunity already? And what are your thoughts here? 
I think it's very logical because you know bond yields are looking much more attractive than they did a few years ago. Certainly over the last few years, um, for the long term investors, um, we think that selectively uh, this makes sense to look to accumulate bonds. Okay, where the risk reward is justified by a range of drivers. So to emphasize areas such as EM dollar government bonds is one example where we see an increasingly attractive risk reward balance, given that credit spread has also weakened significantly. Um, if you look at the other areas, high yield bonds is another one, both in the US and Europe. So DM high yield, credit quality there is holding up and the spread again is attractive. And also in Asia, Variations there remain close to the extremes. Okay, but of course, um, we need to, if you want to time it, okay, um, you would probably need to wait for the Fed guidance uh, to assess whether the market repricing of rate hike is done, right? So this could mean possibly that the US 10 year uh, government bond yield rises modestly above 3%. Okay, that could be a very good indicator for investors to add to their bond positions if they want to time it in a more exact fashion. Okay, thanks. Um, So another opportunity from the recent broad market set-off is that implied volatility has arisen across uh, different asset classes, so whether it be bond markets, equity markets, or or even in the currency space as well. Uh, Any thoughts as to the best way to use this to your advantage as an investor? Yes, this is actually across different asset classes, like you said, um, equities, bonds, and currency market. If you look at currencies, basically the continued rise in use means that the dollar rally has extended for longer than what we expected. But having said that, we continue to believe that once the US rate hike expectations are fully priced in, um, other currencies will likely to be you know, catching up eventually. Okay. So to take advantage of this volatility, we continue to prefer the commodities currencies, such as the Australian dollar, um, Canadian dollar, and the New Zealand dollar, uh, where rate highs by the respective central banks, they do offer a good hedge against the risk, against the risk the Fed rate hike repricing is not yet complete. Okay. Um, in equities, we think that, again, from a 6- to 12-month perspective, we continue to believe that equities will um, are likely to outperform bonds and cash, um, especially in elevated inflation environment supporting nominal earnings. Thank you. Okay. Um, then I, I guess no conversation is complete without talking about China, especially in the current environment. So you mentioned the lockdowns earlier. Um, they've obviously been a catalyst, the latest catalyst in a line of, uh, of, of negative developments, I guess, over the past uh, 12 months or so. Um, for for the continued underperformance of China equity markets, so um, I, I know we're we're bullish on the Chinese outlook um, on on a twelve month basis. So how do you expect things to 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 evolve in the coming weeks and months? It's very tough to time the bottom for Chinese equities, but we do believe that um, there should be an inflection point coming up soon. Okay, so if you look at the lockdown, it has widespread restrictions on economic activity. Um, so it's possible that the market weakness will extend until the most acute phase of the lockdown is over, which is not there yet because Shanghai, I guess they have been in lockdown for 
over over a month. But Beijing, of course, is the latest um, uh, big city that you know China has to be dealing with in terms of lockdown. So it's not there yet, but you know um, eventually we'll get there. And once the most acute um, issues is over, then it is probably the time for the uh, China equities to bottom. Now we also note um, several factors that we have been highlighting in recent months behind our positive six to twelve month view on Asian ex Japan equities. Um, those are remaining valid. So the key one, of course, is the supportive China policies. We've seen incremental policies being put out by the Chinese authorities, and we're expecting more to support the um, China economic growth. Um, also, the pessimistic outlook in several sectors, they seem to be increasingly priced in. Um, and of course, um, a number of Asian markets, they have high correlation to a global recovery. So that could be benefiting Asian ex-Japan equities as well. Thanks. Okay, um, well, that's about it for today, Daniel. Thank you so much for your time. And, and thank you, listener, for joining us uh, today. I, I know a lot of us are preparing for a welcome long weekend. And for our Muslim listeners, we wish you Salamat Hari Raya and Eid Mubarak uh, and hope you get to spend some quality time with your loved ones this year. In the meantime, take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.